Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watch and Walk podcast with Ebenezer. This podcast aims at inspiring you to trust in God and obey His Word every day. Be edified as you listen to this exhortation. Hello, friend. My name is Ebenezer, and I believe you are doing well by God's grace. Today, I'm going to talk about the danger of idolatry. I believe that idol worship is the greatest and the root of all sins. So what I'm going to do is use a passage from Psalm 135 to explore the characteristics of idols or idolatry and how dangerous it is for any human being. And as I explain this passage, I also share some ideas on God's remedy for idolatry. Let me first indicate that Psalm 135 is a hymn of praise to God Almighty. So in it, we see the psalmist praising God for his goodness, his mercy, his power, and all that he did for the people of Israel. And then he says this in verses 15 to 18. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. Eyes they have, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear, nor is there any breath in their mouth. Those who make them are like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. Now, as I study this passage, the first thing that I notice about idols is that they are human-made or manufactured by human beings. Verse 15 explains that idols are silver and gold and they are the work of human hands. Though in this context, we can see that the psalmist is talking about objects of gold and silver that people make or create and worship them as idols. Uh, we also learn or see that idols are objects that people make or create and assign to them powers and then worship them. This reminds me of a story in Exodus 32. We can see from this story that when the people saw that Moses was delaying, they made an object as an idol and then they attributed to this object powers that it did not deserve and then they worshipped it. So the gold calf was not God. But humans, in this sense, the Israelites, made it to be God. The second trait or characteristic of idols that I see from Psalm 135 is that idols are not human beings. Idols are not human beings. The passage shows that idols may look like human beings, but they are inanimate objects. They do not have any human capacity. The passage shows us that even though idols may have mouths, they do not speak. You may physically see their eyes, but they do not see. And they may have ears, but they do not hear. And there is no breath of life in their mouths. So we learn from the passage that any physical human feature that an idol may have is given to it by human designers or human creators. And that having a physical human feature does not mean that the idol has the innate or divine capacity to use or function with that feature. And so my point again is this, that idols are not human beings. And let me reverse it by saying that human beings are not idols. Human beings are not idols. And this leads me to my third observation about idolatry in verse 18. It says, Those who make them, that is idols, are like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. What I learn here is that those who make idols or worship them are unable to function as complete human beings in God's sight. Let me put it this way. Idolatry unmakes being fully human before God. In other words, idolatry destroys the human's capacity to behave as God's image bearer. 
And that is how dangerous idol worship or idolatry is. Now, let me talk about um, the God's remedy for idolatry and place everything that I've shared in the context of the Christian faith. As I reflect on the passage from Psalm 135, I notice that God's solution to idolatry is also his solution to self-destruction and the destruction of humanity. As Christians, we learn that God's antidote to idolatry is the life of absolute worship of him as the one true God and Lord of life. I began this message by saying that idolatry is the greatest sin. So I see that God has responded to this greatest sin with the greatest commandment. This explains why in Exodus 20, before God gave his commandments to the people of Israel, he said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4, Moses framed what we call the greatest commandment this way. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. In the New Testament or in the New Covenant, we see that God has simplified this life of absolute devotion by giving us the perfect image of his invisible being in the person of Jesus Christ. As God, Jesus is the perfect restorer of human life and the creator and the sustainer of all life and worthy of all our worship. And as a human being, Jesus is the perfect exemplar of being human. The passage in Psalm 35 teaches us Christians the following. 1. An idol does not make us say what we have to say for Jesus or in Jesus' name. 2. An idol does not make us hear from God. 3. An idol does not make us see what we have to see in and through Jesus Christ. And 4. Since an idol does not have and cannot give life, an idol cannot make us live as human beings fully alive in Christ. May God help us to keep away from idols. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. Watch and Walk Podcast comes to you this and every Wednesday. To get notifications of new episodes, please subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Watch and Walk Ministry. Visit us at watchandwalk.org to learn more about this ministry. God bless you.